Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC. What's up, bro? What's going on, brother, man? How you feeling? I am blessed. Too blessed to complain. How about you, bro? No, same here, man. You know, uh, I had a dope week and I was able to, you know, talk with my family about some of the episodes that we have been recording. Mm -hmm. And it's been a blessing, frankly, to kind of watch some of these things kind of play out in my own life, having to juxtapose certain situations that I've been experiencing, mm-hmm. um, you know, literally identifying my actions, reflecting on it, even having to repent and appreciate the lessons mm-hmm. that my father's teaching me, right. um, you know, through this. So one, one quick story, um, my colleague actually yesterday, uh, she was asking, you know, my thoughts on supporting somebody on my team with a certain element of our project. And, you know, transparently in my flesh and my nature, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not helping at all. And she actually um, is somebody that does listen to our podcast, things of that nature. And it was the way she had text me back. Um, I was very, like, appreciative of her response to me, kind of saying I didn't want to necessarily work with this other individual. And she challenged my heart posture. And then we eventually mm-hmm. wound up talking. And she said, you know, when I sent you that message, I was saying to myself, I just want him to juxtapose his current reality. And we both just mm-hmm. busted out laughing because at the same time, it was beautiful. And I told her how much I was appreciative of that because mm-hmm. I said, no, I, I love that there's things that I could put out there that someone could throw right back at me, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what humility looks like. That's what appreciating the fruit looks like. So the fact mm-hmm. that somebody on the outside that doesn't necessarily know all the work that you and I do, but has heard some of our messaging can mm-hmm. look at a current situation and challenge me on that front. I thought it was so dope. So, yeah, I had to share that. That is. Um, so, for one, uh, big shout out to that 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 coworker of yours. I know exactly who you're talking to. Really appreciate your support and all the words you give my brother as he filters them back to, to myself as well. But, I, I mean, I, I also want to mention the thing you, you said about repenting. You know, I think a lot of Christians, you know, think repenting or have have learned that repenting is like, oh, God, I'm sorry. But no, repenting is literally turning. Right. It's like it's like juxtaposing. It's like my flesh says go left, but I'm actually going to go right. Right. So it's like literally turning and acknowledging that the direction you're heading in is is the, the very direction that's meant to create more chaos in your life so i love yeah. that and and secondly i love the fact that you and i lc we are not people who are preaching what we don't practice right yes yes right. we may miss the mark yes, yes. we may make <laughs> mistakes but we are going to be the first people to call ourselves out and to work to to resolve and, and to heal and to juxtapose so love to see that it's coming to fruition in both you and my life and for our listeners as well, I really hope that you are in the day-to-day finding space to create um, room for juxtaposition to, again, live the life that was designed for you to live. So um, I'm really excited, yeah. nevertheless, about this topic that that ULC are going to kind of lead us in on today. Yeah, so, um, you know, for this topic, you know, I was thinking about as we were getting ready to jump into it today, I had some time to kind of reflect on some of our previous conversations or topics we covered, like the fight, are you lying to yourself? What's the point? Just to name a few of those episodes. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there was a unique connection to some of these episodes that we've already done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
and that connection point is that as people, you know, we all naturally live out our lives the way that we know to, right? Um, however, there's this like one thing that we all have done, <clears throat> or excuse me, that we currently do that relates to actual situations that we have faced or are currently facing. Um, and this is something that I don't think we transparently all identify with, but a lot of us find ourselves dealing with things that we ask for. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. before I go forward, let's just think about what I'm telling you. And again, this goes back to what is the topic of the discussion? You ask. Right. So if I'm telling you, you ask for it. With that perspective, I wonder when we ask God or anybody, a friend, neighbor, whatever, for something, what is our expectation of receiving? Right. Mm -hmm. And to kind of be plain about that, Jay, like. Do we find ourselves getting upset when we don't get things exactly how we ask, the way we ask during the time we ask? Like, you know, for example, if, you know, my my wife asks me, you know, to take the laundry out, but mm -hmm. I forgot to do it. Like, how does she respond? You know, my I tell my kids, they better make sure the rooms are clean. How mm -hmm. am I responding when all these things aren't done? So when we put those things just in perspective, let's just be honest. What is our natural thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. And an example of also what I mean kind of goes back to a few episodes ago we were talking about like what's the point right mm -hmm. and we had that discussion of peter walking on water and that experience and uh real quick i'm gonna go to that real fast matthew chapter 14 verse 28 through 29 uh then it says then peter called to him lord if it's really you tell me to come to you walking on water yes come jesus said so all Jesus said was, yes, come, right? Mm -hmm. And because all Peter asked was, you know, if it's really you, tell me to come walking on water. Again, he was very specific about his request. However, he lacked the understanding of the experience he was about to face walking on water, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's think about what we have asked for as it relates to God and the blessings that we have gladly accepted without understanding the experience we were supposed to embrace during that acceptance, mm -hmm. right? And, and I want to stop before I go too much deeper and ask you, bro, if there is just like one thing of significance that you currently have or maybe used to have that you know specifically you ask God for. And mm -hmm. I and I want to consistently be clear on that point, specifically ask. Mm -hmm. uh, because whether we realize it or not, we ask for a lot. We claim that we don't like to bother people. We don't bother people for anything. Um, but yet we are very specific about certain things that we want and need, especially for us from a Christian standpoint. I know that there are a lot of us that found ourselves leaning on foundational word and scripture like Matthew uh, chapter seven, verse seven and eight, where it says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find it. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you for mm -hmm. everyone who asks, receive everyone who seeks finds and everyone who knocks the door is open. So with all that foundational scripture that we may lean on, when we make our requests known to God, are we really prepared to receive what we're asking for? So I, I'm sorry, bro, to kind of stretch that out, but if you could go back to an experience or something that you specifically asked for and what that looked like. Yeah, there are a few, um, and I'm going to lean into my first one, although the second example I might pepper in, um, but I would say buying a house. So I, at the age of 25, God 
it was only God that gave me the ability to buy what I could not afford. Um, and I did ask for it. I will say like, I was kind of, I think just saying I wanted it and I believed by faith I could have it, but I got to yeah. the point where things were tough and they, they weren't, um, things weren't easy. Um, and I had to immensely lean on faith. Right. So I asked for the house, but you know, you think, oh, you just get a house and and, and, and you just furnish it and, and you just have this amazing new journey in life and everything is good. <laughs> but it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like when, when you have your realtor tell you that you can't afford the house, when you have, mm. um, you know, the, the person who was kind of the liaison between myself and the builder who was just completely incompetent. And I had to, again, at the age of 24, five, I had to you know, thoroughly read all this documentation that I halfway didn't understand, right? Like it was just, mm. it was just a lot of, a lot of faith that was required to believe God for this thing that just seemed so much bigger than me. And I had to be sure. consistent with it because the entire process of having the house being built and then the delays and then the increasing of costs, then they put the wrong shower in my bathroom. Then, I, you know, and I had to, handle everything with a stage of a level of grace right so yeah. stage one for me was like having this faith again my my request was i want a house so i had to like double down on faith yeah. step two as i you know signed the dotted line there were subsequent things that came after that that required me to aggressively lean into my faith and to be consistent with it and then stage three i had to learn to put on the armor and, and, mm. and, and the armor um, that God has available for all of us um, to shield myself from the attacks. For example, my home was broken into the first month I, I, remember, I lived into I that remember. in that house. My yeah. development that I lived in or live in currently still um, by the grace of God, but it, it was being developed and my house was very sequestered. It was isolated and it was an easy target. So I then had to put the armor for put the armor on and, and prepare myself for those attacks that I didn't know were coming. And then after the attacks came, I had to stand my ground, right? I had to continually be resilient and be uh, just strong in my faith, believing God that he gave me this to, uh, to, to, to bless me and not to hurt me. And then lastly, stage five um, was, was learning to open my home to someone else, my sister, right? And, yeah. and, and I had to eventually give of myself um, and, 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 and give uh, of, of what God has given me to give to her, to be a laborer in the harvest, to, 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 to help his daughter get closer to him. So five stages, I, I had a prayer and I asked God for something, but I didn't know it was going to require resilient faith. I didn't know it was going to require me to aggressively lean in consistently. I didn't know I was going to be attacked and that I had to be full of armor. I didn't know that then after that, I had to stand my ground and fight the fear, fight the, you know, uh, the, the apprehension, all of the thoughts. And then five, I had to then open up that blessing to someone yeah, else. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that, was, that was my prayer. And a lot of things came after that I didn't necessarily know would be associated so with all due respect bro we could probably just go ahead and end the podcast off of that don't, don't <laughs> i no, nah, i'm dead serious don't five points I, frankly kind of cover ds is everything so i will go i will tell please audience rewind this back get those five points again because 
it is going to make a lot of sense with everything else that we're saying. So love that, that analogy or your situation that you shared, you know, being vulnerable and letting us know what that experience was for you. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, <clears throat> my acts was, you know, marriage, right? I would say way before I got married, that was always something I knew I wanted to do. And I will say my father delivered in a mighty way. Hallelujah. But however, I can also say that I had no idea what I was asking for, mm-hmm. right? I remember making a request to the guy like many years ago, and it makes me chuckle thinking about it. I would, I would make, I would be praying. I'd be like, I want to be a father like Abraham, a father <laughs> of many nations, not having any clue any what clue. Abraham's experience was, any or clue. even why he received that type of honor for God. And frankly, more importantly, I didn't understand the responsibility. Mm-hmm. That came with that title of being a father of many nations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so being married for me from a carnal perspective, mm-hmm. I just thought as long as I provided financially and, you know, security, house, white picket fence, that whole nine, my wife, she's going to hop in line to whatever I say. And especially mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm educated, God fearing, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. She's going to just follow me. And of course, because it works that way, right? <laughs> that, that that, that's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. It was, I don't know who told me that, but it, it, they was a lot because <laughs> uh, I, I learned real quick. I was lying to myself for honest about it. Well, uh, <laughs> I like that. But those assumptions that mm-hmm. I had on like what it meant to be a husband versus what it actually meant, they, they mm-hmm. weren't aligned at all. Right. And so mm-hmm. that caused conflict in my house. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why I bring this up is because I'll never forget when I was in marriage counseling, me and my wife, right before we got married, the bishop that was helping us lay down a bedrock of foundation of, of, of spiritual principles to, to ensure we had a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things he said, he looked me dead in the eye and was like, if you ever find yourself wanting to quit in your marriage, you know, your wife is getting on your last nerves, you're sick of it all. He said, just remember, you asked. Dude. And you know what's crazy, bro? Like when he first said that to me, I don't think I really understood what he meant. But mm-hmm. I remember that that statement being so striking to me mm-hmm. because it still kind of highlighted for me that there's something responsible I have to take care of because I asked for it, right? So, mm-hmm. but at the same time, even with that knowledge, when the waves began to rise in my house, when the flooded, and I'm talking about the work life, I'm talking about the kid life, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the moving, when certain things started happening mm-hmm. in my life or our universe of our marriage that started separating me and my wife from having mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. having that grounded understanding of who we are with each other, I had questions. Mm-hmm. And and I went to my daggone in-laws. I ain't go to God. I went to my in-laws. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, what, what's wrong with your daughter? <laughs> like, I'll go to my mother-in-law, try to complain about stuff. And she would give me some sweet and bless her heart because she would give me some encouraging words. She will give me some scriptures. And in my head, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all this? Like, can y'all please just get your daughter? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And it really just took some time for me to realize, though, in, in all seriousness, that me questioning my marriage, whether it's to my in-laws, whether it was to my friends or even you, you know, my brother, there was never anything beneficial that came from that. It wasn't until I was humbled enough to seek God. And that took God humbling me. And I do mean he humbled me so that I can learn my role as a husband and really understand my dependency that I needed to rely on him to be who I was supposed to be Mm -hmm. so that I could yield those results, which transparently through his grace, 
brought me and my wife together in a way that shifted our attitude, shifted our conversations, shifted our perspective, our respect, our even our understanding of love, mm-hmm. right? And so for me now, bro, you're not going to hear me complain to anybody about my wife. If I'm snitching on her, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm going to her father. And to be clear, I don't like going to him either. I'm not talking about her mm-hmm. flesh father. I'm talking mm-hmm. about God mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I've actually gotten to this point where I've developed a relationship with God to where I don't even like telling him about his daughter because me going to God to tell him about my wife, his daughter, it makes me reflect on his nature and how he's going to respond to me. And one thing I do know that he's going to ask is, if I go to him with the complaint, have I loved his daughter as Christ loves the church? Mm-hmm. And if my answer to that is no, then why should I be thinking my wife is submitting to me? Why should I think I should be getting these results from her when I'm not even doing the basic first step, mm-hmm. right? And this is why, this is my long-winded way uh, of saying that, you know, God took these life experiences that I had with him and he showed me that due to our lack of communication with him, mm-hmm. navigating these experiences, husbands, wives, like if we're not willing to ask him how to be of service in our marriages, in our relationships, then how can we sit here and consistently complain, Mm -hmm. consistently talk about the daily challenges that we all face when you're not even willing to ask God about what is your role as a husband or a wife? You may have asked husband or wife, you said yes. So you accepted what is your role? Mm. So that's just something I I, I picked up on. I I think, you know, I think it's normalized, um, Normal. I think we need to normalize not treating God like a modern day Santa Claus um, mm. to the point of you asked, you know, we I think even your example of marriage, I think it's a valuable lesson that many of us have experienced, even if the context is different, asking for yeah. a thing, getting that thing, expecting that thing to align to your expectations to ultimately realize that you, we have a flawed lens that we're looking through. And you, yeah. you can only do that if you are willing to avail yourself, to make yourself available to God and his will and his perspectives, which again, makes that principle of juxtaposition come to life. You see those two opposing things. For example, we can have love or we can have war. And the yep. way to avoid war in most cases is to submit to something higher than yourself, at least in relationships, right? So um, this is actually something you refer referred to, Elsie, in, in one of our former podcasts around destiny over distraction, you know, the, 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 the lack of people submitting to something bigger than themselves, you mm. having to be humble to go to God instead of going to her earthly parents, expecting them to fix what you right. asked for, right? Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, I also want to highlight, and I'm getting a little a bit this from 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 our guy Prophet Lovey. You know, this mindset yeah. really highlights the risk of not juxtaposing the mindset of asking and being upset when we have to take you know consideration of Justin's five stages or Leslie's examples of of being humbled. You know, that mindset of not juxtaposing um, will 
make you ask for things. And sometimes those things you ask for will come and you'll have that quote unquote blessing. Um, yeah. and, and, and I have to, again, leveraging prophet love is something that he said going into Proverbs 10 verse 22, the blessings of our Lord maketh makes rich and adds no sorrow. I'm going to say it one more time. The blessing of our Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Many of us are walking away inundated with sorrow with our blessing. Mm. Right. So I think it's, it's, it's really important. And that blessing could be that child. It could be that husband. Mm-hmm. It could be that wife. It could be that dog. It could be that job, whatever, you know? So um, I think it's imperative for us to lean into a discussion, Elsie, about what we ask for and what's required to receive, but not only receive it, but sustain it, right? Mm-hmm. What we ask mm-hmm. for and what is required of us to not only just receive it, but to sustain it. We as humans, let alone Christians, we desire a lot. And if we look at scripture again, Psalms 37 verse four, after all says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I do want to highlight that it does say something is required before the desires are given. I'll leave that alone for another conversation. Nevertheless, Mm. um, knowing that we're all asking for something in some context, I think it's incredibly important that we, we ask ourselves, you know, how often Am I stopping to think or even talk about what's required to receive and sustain what it is that I I want? And Elsie, I'm just curious. Uh, why why do you think we don't do that? Why are we not? You know, we want these things. We want this modern day Santa Claus to show up and give us all these big blessings. But why why are we not asking him now that I have the baby? Now that I have the career? Now that I have the health? Now that I have the money? What is required? Why, why are we not asking that question? Well, it's the same reason why some people don't get up and go to the gym. They think about the resistance that they're going to experience. Mm. I want the abs, but I don't want the resistance of having to do the sit-up, right? So when I think about what I want God to give me, I also kind of understand that there might be a form of resistance that I'm not, I'm not in shape for. I really don't want to go through. Or it may be one of those things where... What if God tells me no? Mm. I, and, I, and I don't understand, right? And one thing, you know, I find this person that asked Paul, who I'm going to share his experience of him asking God for something and his response. I felt it was so unique. Um, and, and I frankly have never heard anybody articulate their response to hearing God say no to him in this way. So I just mm. would like to share this. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, verse seven through nine. Mm-hmm. And this is Paul speaking. He said, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. Mm-hmm. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was giving mm-hmm. a thorn in my flesh, mm-hmm. a messenger from Satan to torment me, to keep me from becoming proud. Right. Three different times. Mm-hmm. I want to say three, three different times. I begged. So we say acts, but this man begged mm-hmm. the Lord to take it away. Each time the Lord said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Mm -hmm. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness Mm -hmm. so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
bro, talk about juxtaposing what you asked for. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, if we ask ourselves, are we willing to accept the answer God gives us when we're asking for something? Mm. Right? Because if not, then we got to ask ourselves, what is the purpose? What is our heart posture? As it relates to what we're asking for, are we just trying to create some form of self-worth, you know, manifest our own blessings that society tries to make us believe? You know, like, do we even have the stomach to manage what we're asking for? I want to get married, but why? I want a baby, but, mm-hmm. but why? I want a new job. Why? I want to move to a new city. Why? And, and bro, this goes back to what you said before. We have these requests and we mm-hmm. have this assumption that we get asked of all these things, but nothing will be required of us, right? right? And, and, and I think we got to slow down and really understand that we all have to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You want a job? You sacrifice your time. You want your finances together? You, you together? You you gotta make sure that you sacrifice your spending. Mm-hmm. You want your family to have everything. You gotta sacrifice your self centered way of living, mm-hmm. right? And more importantly, in the things that we ask for, bro, we gotta also start to ask ourselves, where does God get the glory? Mm-hmm. And what we're asking for. And the reason why I say that's important, if we quickly go to First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirty one. Uh, through 33 says so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God do not give offense to the Jews or the Gentiles or to the church of God I too try to please everyone in everything I do I don't just do what's best for me I do what's best for others Mm. so that many may be saved and if I took it a step further to James 1 and 6. Uh, Yeah, James chapter 1, verse 6. It says, but when you ask him, when you ask God, when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Mm -hmm. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. Mm. They will all fade away Mm -hmm. like a flower Mm -hmm. in the field. Mm -hmm. You ask for your marriage, but your husband is dismissive. Is your faith now wavering? Mm. You wanted that promotion, but now they're doing budget cuts for your department and you're at risk of, you know, losing your job. Mm. Is your loyalty now divided? You want to have another baby, but you didn't know that they were going to have health challenges. Are you emotionally being tossed in the wind? Mm. And the reason why, bro, this is important is because it calls into order what we need to be claiming and walking in through faith, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's all for his glory and to demonstrate his power and love. And going back to what we said about Peter, Peter walking on water to only fail in at his attempt at reaching Jesus was humbling for Peter, mm-hmm. as well as the other disciples to witness that what Peter asked for not only did he receive it, but it shaped him. 
it built him within his faith mm -hmm. in Jesus, not himself. So again, what are you asking for? And how does what you're asking for glorify the God you claim to serve? Brother, uh, I mean, I think, you know, for, for those of you all who are listening, I, I think this is an opportunity for us to evaluate our lives, evaluate um, the way we have been building our life. And the, here's the thing, friends, you're, you're, you're listening to our voice and it's because God cares about you. God wants you to, to have the life that is available for you. And as I mentioned with my example and Elsie mentioned with his example, God will bless you, but you still will have um, these, 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 these valleys of, of, of darkness or, or valleys of death, mm. if you will, that you go through. But mm. you being intentional about fostering this understanding of God and, and leaning into it, it's going to it's going to make it or break it's going to be the thing that makes the difference yeah. in in the life that you live so you know it just made me think Elsie about you um you know everything you were saying as i as i look even to psalms um 23 very 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 popular scripture um it says starting at psalm 23 starting at verse 4 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil you for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you even prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint yes. you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever so you know just think about your life mm. and think about, you know, yes, we're asking for things and we're not telling you not to ask for things, but right. when you ask for them, understand what is being required of you to get what you want and to sustain what you want into yes. a point that you made earlier, Elsie, in one of your scriptures, ensure that your what you're asking for is not purely self-serving. Mm -hmm. If it is purely self-serving, you have to ask yourself if it is or if it is not against God's will. And if that blessing comes with sorrow, unlike what Proverbs 10, 22 talks about having wealth or being, uh, the blessing making you rich and add no, adding no sorrow, you have to identify that you may have been approaching this thing the wrong way. Um, but yeah, Elsie, I think, you know, even to the point of leaning into God and, and, and tapping into some of that faith, you know, Hebrews 11 verse six says, and without faith it is impossible to please God for whoever mm. would draw near to God must believe that he exists yeah. and that he rewards those who seek him. So we have to ask ourselves, are we doing our due diligence? Are we leaning into the faith to have what we have to have what we're asking for and to experience the richness and the blessings that have been made available for us. Um, and I think, you know, many of us, many of us don't, you know, and, and yeah. one last thing that I, I would leave with folks is, is Romans five verses two, um, two through four um, through him, we have also obtained access to faith. Through Jesus, we have access, right? Because of what he did on Calvary for us over 2000 years ago. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice even in our sufferings, knowing that our sufferings produce endurance 
Mm. And endurance produces character mm. and character produces hope. So I think, you know, if, if I could leave any, you know, parting, parting words, I'll see before you close us. I, I just think it's important for us to, to grow up in the season, yeah. right. To, to yeah. evaluate the fact that the ways in which we've been approaching life, if we are dealing with consistent sorrow, there may be there might be something that we're we're doing wrong, or even if yeah. even if it is a blessing like that 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 marriage, Elsie, that God has blessed you with, you yep. now understand. Okay, no, the the sorrow is not a result of me asking and and getting what God didn't want for me to have. This is right. the very thing God wants me to have. However, I have to remind myself that He is telling me to rejoice even yes. in my sufferings, yes. knowing that those specific sufferings will produce endurance and that will eventually produce character right and and so if we want to be people who our children look up to many of you have children um if we want to be people that when we close our eyes on this earth that people will say more about us besides our work ethic and Mm. and 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 how we looked let's think about how we you know, are, are, are ultimately making people feel and the impact we're leaving in this world. So I know I said a lot, but I just hope that we just take a step back and just, again, realize what is required to receive what we want and what is required to sustain what we are asking for. Yeah. And, and bro, I love how you put all that together, that being consistent, being diligent, being reliant, submissive, the endurance, all these things that we talk about, because here's the thing. And like, and I love how you said earlier, we should be asking for things. He's our mm-hmm. father. Yeah. He said that he will keep no good thing from us. Amen. Those are his words, right? So we should be asking our father for things. So whether that's the ministry that you want to start, your business, family, wife, husband, whatever it is that you're seeking for, again, ask. However, all I would say in closing, be careful what you ask for. Well, yet be bold with faith as you ask. When you go to the Father, when you go to the throne of grace, be bold in faith of what you ask for. Mm-hmm. And be grateful and of good courage, despite of what their journey feels like and even looks like. Be willing and disciplined to keep your eyes, both eyes, not mm-hmm. one, but both eyes on Jesus and his promises as you walk on your water, as you have your walking on water experience, mm-hmm. you ask, so stay focused on what is not your own. Meaning, when the wind blows and your finances lack, the marriage sucks, the kids are rude, the job is disrespectful. Remember, first off, most of these things we ask for. Mm. However, hold on and exercise in the spirit of truth walking through the valley of the shadow of death knowing that what's on the other side is what he has made available for you trust the process trust the process and check your heart posture of what you're asking for and all will be well be of good courage all will be well amen um you know, I, it makes me also think of one last thing before we wrap up, you know, um, it, it's, it's actually in Luke 12, it, it talks about essentially um, everyone who has received, received much 
of mm. him of him much will be required. Yeah. So I, I I think you know again this is an opportunity for us to acknowledge that our heavenly Father and I love you referred to Alana your wife not her father but her heavenly Father he's watching us. Yes, he is. You, you feel me? Like he's 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 while he's watching her, he's watching you, mm-hmm. and 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 the way in which we are stewarding these things that God has given to us. Um, you know, the Bible also talks about being faithful of those small things and then being able to be a ruler over, over the, 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 the larger things. So I think there's just an opportunity for us to realize, like, if my life does not look the way it could, um, if I, if I have these blessings and their burdens, or if I, if I, if I'm asking for these things, I'm not receiving them. We have to just reevaluate the way we have been stewarding what we have already had, what we already yep. have. Right. Yep. Uh, Cause I think a lot of us, we, we even overlook the things we already have and, and we jump to what it is that, that we want. We want so, so yeah, I think this is a season for us to grow up. And yep. I think the, the, as a teaser, we'll be doing a, an interlude to follow. And I think it will really start to be the launch pad of, of, of one of the ways in which we can really amplify the life that God has given to all of us. Absolutely. But uh, friends, we we hope you enjoyed. Share the podcast, if you will, um, and continue to juxtapose those things that seek to keep you from God's best for your life. But until next Friday, this is Juxtaposition.